Welcome to CTC, and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter, and you're watching the 3B4. Life groups are the primary way that we minister to one another at CTC. A new life group is forming that will be led by Daniel Carroll and Tim Hilner. A Clash of Kingdoms is a study of the New Testament based on the teachings of the Apostle Paul. It is open to all men. The first meeting will be this Tuesday, May 30th at 7 p.m. and will continue on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. To find out more or to sign up, contact Daniel Carroll at dcarroll at ctcde.church. On Wednesday, June 14th, there will be a CTC community boat trip. The group will meet at Fort Delaware State Park in Delaware City at 5.45 p.m., and the trip takes about two hours. Everyone is welcome. Passengers are welcome to bring food for themselves or food to share. It will be a great time of fellowship and enjoying being on the water. Cost is $10 per person, and it is important that you reserve your spot soon because the capacity is limited to 60 people. To find out more or to sign up, Contact Sandy Sturgis at 302-345-4551. Our Father's Day car show is coming soon. On Sunday, June 18th from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we will once again be inviting the community to join us for a day of classic cars, music, food, and fun for all ages. This event is free to attend, and if you would like to show your car, we are suggesting a $20 donation. There will be prizes in several different categories, so come on out on Father's Day and invite someone to come with you. You can sign up to serve or to show your car by visiting ctcde.church events. Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our events by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship. Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Thanks for being here today. If you're in the building, we welcome you. If you're worshiping online, we welcome you to worship with us. If you're here with us today, will you stand as we begin our worship service today by declaring that the battle does not belong to us, but the battle belongs to him. Amen. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is a mountain, you see a mountain move. And as I walk through the shadows, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe 
to inspire us, to strengthen us, to challenge us, to change us. So, Holy Spirit, we welcome you to this place. And we ask you, in the name of Jesus, pour yourself out on us today. God, we need you. We thank you for that. We thank you for your presence here with us already. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said together, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Thank you. Good to be together in the house of the Lord. Amen. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Today is also Pentecost, the day we celebrate the the, uh, coming of the Holy Spirit when Jesus told his followers to go and wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was poured out on them. And so uh, we welcome the Holy Spirit today and every time we get together. And so we welcome you again, whether you're here in the building or whether you're worshiping online. Uh, we just want to welcome you. If you're new today, we want to extend a special welcome and say thanks for being with us today. And uh, we hope that you enjoy your visit. When you leave the room today, if you're new, well, actually, whether you're new or not, when you leave the room, uh, you'll see on the left side of our mall uh, is our Connect Central. And thanks to uh, one of our elders, Darren Waters, we have brand new signage above the uh, Connect Central. So if you stop by Connect Central for no other reason than to admire Darren's work, Please do that, because uh, and then pat him on the back and say, "Man, great job!" Because he it, it looks really good, and I and I'm I'm really happy with with how it turned out. But anyway, if you're new and you stop by there, you'll receive a, a gift, and you'll have an opportunity to meet some folks from the church, find out about all the ministries of Christ the Cornerstone, about the things that we have going on here. Uh, again, in fact, whether you're new or not. Uh, you can stop by Connect Central and find out those things. If you're online and you're new, you can click the I'm new here uh, button in the upper right-hand corner or the uh, I'm new here button that just most likely popped up in the chat window uh, right about now. And uh, let us know that, that you're worshiping with us. Uh, in fact, everybody, all of you that, that uh, are here today or worshiping online, uh, you have access to a Connect card uh, right at the tables or online. And uh, just let us know that you're with us and who's worshiping with you uh, so that we can rejoice with you. And also, if you're new, uh, just give us some basic information so that we can thank you for your visit and so that we can share uh, some things about uh, CTC with you. You can also put prayer requests and praise reports on those cards. And throughout the week, uh, we meet together uh, to pray over those needs. So God bless you. Thank you. Great. Yep, we like to know who's here. We like to know who you are. We like to have some information. And throughout the week, I do send out a text message, just a a brief message of encouragement. Usually has a scripture verse on it. And we just like to send those out to inspire you. Also, uh, I send out a weekly email. do that on the connect card or you can do it on the uh, offering envelope uh, and place all of those things in the baskets that are along the hallway as you came in and out or there are two tables in the back of the room where you can place those uh, those items uh, to communicate with us um, let's talk about giving for a little bit you know here at Christ the Cornerstone we we're we're, we're giving not to the church but we're giving through the church in order to accomplish our, our mission and our ministry, uh, which we talk about as loving, serving, and engaging. We love God with our whole heart, all our strength. We want to show God's love to all people. 
We want to use our talents, our gifts, our skills, our ability together as the body of Christ, wherever we are. And we encourage you to discover what are those uh, spiritual gifts, especially that God has given you, that God wants you to use. And how are you using them? Uh, It takes work sometimes to figure, okay, what am I going to do with what God has given to me and how do I fit into this? Uh, We want you to to do that. And then to engage, to engage one another. That's why we have all kinds of life groups where we can pray together, learn together, uh, encourage each other as we live through as followers of Jesus Christ. Many times the very difficult experiences that we have to face as brothers and sisters in Christ. We need those connections with one another. And finally, we engage the world with the good message of Jesus Christ. And uh, we want to give generously for all of those things. And so there's an offering envelope that you have uh, with you. And if you're online, there's a way for you to give uh, as well. We have some scripture verses that we uh, focus on that inspire us and help us. And here's one of those verses this morning. I invite you to read this out loud with me, please. It says, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. I think there's another part to that, is there? <laughs> nope, I guess that's it. That's all we get. That's it. We give, we give to God uh, for ourselves, out of our love. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. So let's take a moment, uh, let me invite you to stand as I offer a prayer. Uh, this weekend, where especially our nation is remembering those who have sacrificed, who have given their lives so that we can e- experience and enjoy the freedoms that we have as a nation. Uh, I, I regret and I confess that too many times I take for granted what others have provided to me who I never knew. So all of us have no people uh, or families, and maybe we are a family, uh, who has suffered the loss of a loved one, perhaps a young one, a man or woman, uh, who's given themselves in service to our country. Let's take time to remember them. But also it's a time to remember even those who who didn't serve, my parents, for example, uh, perhaps uh, other loved ones that you have. Let's just take time and remember all of them, and let's give thanks to God together while I pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we indeed, we're grateful, God, to be part of a nation where we have the freedom to gather together to worship you, to praise you. And God, we thank you for the lives of those who have served us in this way. We're saddened by the reality of the loss of life, We pray for the end of war. We pray for peace, your peace, that only comes from Jesus Christ, to rule not just in the hearts of us, but in the hearts of all people whom you created. We know, God, that's a big ask, but you are a big God, and so we thank you. Lord, as we we also remember others who... We're not part of our military service in this nation, but others that we're remembering today. We ask for your spirit to fall upon us, to encourage us, to be inspired by their lives, that our memory of them will not be a memory of sadness or grief, but it will be a memory of celebration. 
you tell us, Jesus, when we take communion, when we gather together, do this in remembrance of me. And so, when we remember you, God, you become a present reality in our lives. So when we remember Jesus, become present and become real in our lives today. We thank you, God, for those who have come before us. And we know that you are with us, and you will be with us, leading us and guide us. Give us your Holy Spirit as we, as we celebrate Pentecost, that, you, that we may be strengthened by your presence, equipped to do what you want us to do for the sake of your glory and your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. We do celebrate Pentecost today, the day that Jesus promised his followers to go and wait in a room and he would send the Holy Spirit to be with them. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the scripture says they were all together in one place, in one accord, one mind, one heart, and the Holy Spirit fell on them and the world has never been the same. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to us. We go all the way back to creation. When the book of Genesis, the very dawn of creation, says the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So the day of Pentecost was not the first time the Holy Spirit showed up. That was the day that he sent the promise of the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit that would come and be with us to help us, to help us live. And so today we ask for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on us as we gather together today as we watch online, as we worship wherever we are. Holy Spirit, come and rest on us. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move Come rest on us, come rest on us, and come down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will fill me. Come down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. Here and I know you will fill me. There's a spirit was moving over the water. Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us as the spirit. Over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven on in. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven on in. 
you make my heart pound when you fill the room. You're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will fill me. Come down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound when you fill the room. You're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will fill me. fill us like we've never been filled before. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's true, that it does not lie, and we can believe what it says. So whatever we're believing you for today, we stand in faith that we will receive
today because we can trust you we can trust your word we can trust the things that you say we can trust the things that you promised us you would never leave us or forsake us we can trust the things that you promised us the gift of eternal life we can trust the things that you promised us God you will mend our broken hearts 
you will heal our wounds, forgive our sins. God, today we thank you for all your promises. The New Testament, Paul's writings say specifically, the promises of God are yes in Jesus Christ. And to that, we add our amen to bring glory to God the Father. We know it as the phrase, all of God's promises are yes and amen. And we stand on those promises today. He has promised us through Jesus so many things in His Word. They are yes in Jesus Christ. And so today we receive that, God, and we add our amen to bring glory to Your name.
We rest in you. Sing I will rest in your promises. My confidence is your faithfulness. I will rest in your promises. My confidence is your
Or you want to come forward? I want to invite the invite our children to come forward with April, if you will. Let's just offer a blessing as our children are dismissed down to their down to their rooms. Heavenly Father, here are your promises right here in front of us. We thank you for these young ones who are seeking you. We thank you for their parents, God, for their grandparents, for their families, for their caregivers. God, and we pray that not only will your Holy Presence be upon these, but their families, those who care for them, God. May they be raised. May they be taught. May they hear your good news every day of their lives so that when they are able to understand and respond to you with faithfulness that their confidence may be your faithfulness. Let them learn that and stand upon your love, your grace, your mercy, your salvation. We thank you for them. Be with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being online uh, with us. It is good. I know that the, the weather is fabulous here in our area. And uh, although we do need some rain to uh, feed the grass, nurture the grass, we've got, we got about 15 acres of, of uh, uh, corn over here that the farmer, uh, Ed Baker, is, is wishing that uh, it was doing a little better. But I have to say uh, that his corn, as I drive around, his corn looks almost better than anybody else's that I see. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, it's a beautiful day. But thank you for taking time today to be here with us and to be out with us online. You're, you are precious, all of you. And I appreciate you, everyone, very much for your willingness to be here today, not just to to gather together to do something today or to, or to follow a tradition, but because we have gathered to talk to and to hear from the Creator of all, our Savior. What a privileged place this is and what an honor it is for us. We were raised to live life. You've heard me say that for six or seven weeks now and and so we're concluding this series called Raised to Live. And we've been looking through the book of Colossians primarily just in chapter 3, taking a long time to sift through and, and, and to let it sink in. And I hope that you have done that. And I hope that through this series you are, you are you're experiencing life, even if it's difficult, even if it's tough for you, even if it's sad. God wants you to know that you have a life to live. And that is a good, good thing. We began with, with this thought from the first verse in Colossians chapter 3. You have been raised to live. 
And that's the whole theme of this. Last week, I, I emphasized that from chapter 2 in Colossians, we were baptized in our baptism, in our choice to follow Christ, and in that act of going under the water, we were buried with Christ. There is no living of, of us human beings under the water without some kind of help. But but so baptism signifies that we die to ourselves. That's part of what we have been learning in this. In order to have the life that we are promised, yes and amen, we must die to ourselves. And last week we, we got to this, some, some, good, some good news. It wasn't all about sin and dying to yourself and the, the decisions that we have to make. But, they, but those are decisions that we have to make in order to live the life that God has for us. It's not just living the life that I want. It's living the life that God has for you to live. And so in Colossians, today we get to Colossians chapter 6. I'm sorry, chapter 3. I keep looking at numbers and the first number I see pops up. Chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. Just two verses. And like last week's began with the little word let, and I emphasized, and and I forced us to pause on that word let and and think about it, that in the word let is, is directly implied our own will. We have the opportunity to allow or prevent whatever is coming in the next verses. And the command is, open up yourself to this. Open up yourself to God. Open up your mind to the realities of God. We sing these songs that we just sang, and they are declarations of who God is and what God can do. And they're absolutely declarations that are in contrast to the life that we live without Christ. And to, 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 the, to the unbelieving world, they sound like nonsense. But we declare them, and we open ourselves to the reality of those miracles that are going to happen. But if we close ourselves to them, we will never see them realized in our own lives. Let the message about Christ, Colossians 3.16 says, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. I want to pause there and, and just let those words sink in a little bit. This, this word message that, that this translation has used, there, there, there are two words in the original language that could be translated as message. One word is, for example, in Romans uh, 1.16, it says, I am not ashamed of the good news or the good message or the gospel, depending on what translation you're reading. I am not ashamed of the good message of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it is the power of God for the salvation of the world. First 
for the Jew and then for the Gentile. And, and usually I don't include that, but that's why I say it for the whole world, because in Paul's day there were only two kinds of people. You were a Jew or you were somebody else. And the message of Jesus Christ is for both categories. In other words, all people. And the word there, this message of the, 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 the message of Jesus Christ, the, I am not ashamed of the good message of Jesus. That word in, in the original language is the word that gives us our English word evangelism. It also gives us the word angel, which simply means messenger. And so put the prefix ev or eu in the in the original language, it turns the angel or the messenger or the message, it makes it good. So that's why in, in Romans 1 6 it says the good message, and that's a good translation of that. But that's not the word that is used here. The word that is used here is the same word that John uses in his the first chapter of his book. It says, in the beginning was the Word. And the, 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 the Greek word behind that is the word logos. Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was in the beginning, and all things were created. I'm paraphrasing John chapter 1. All things were created through Him. Through who? Through Jesus, who is the Word. And that's what this Colossians is saying here. Let the Word, Jesus Christ, in all its richness, not just a part of it, not just a piece of it, not just a hand blessing of Jesus upon your finances, or upon your career choice, or upon you. you no, you want, you want all of Christ in all of your life. And, and you have the power to control or not how invasive Jesus is in your life. And let me tell you, we've, we've already seen that that is quite a risk to take. Because if Jesus is going to be Lord, if He's going to be your leader, if He's going to, to, to lead you in every direction that you go, in every part of your life, you've got to, as we have heard earlier in this chapter, die to yourself. And let Jesus reign in your hearts. Last week we read that beautiful verse. And let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Lead. Guide. Let your law in your life be the peace of Christ. Is that true for you? Are you experiencing the peace of Christ in your life every moment, every day? I've got to tell you, there are days when I don't. And I've got to ask myself, Jesus, am I allowing You to control my life? Let... The Word of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who is the Word. In all of its richness, fill your lives. I don't know how you want to picture a, a, a filling, something filled. You can have a filled glass. What would you say, wine? Pie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Either say it louder, or I just I just won't listen. <laughs> I got a glass, I got a bucket, I got a swimming pool, whatever. 
it's filled. It's not full if it's an inch from the top. Fill it. Let the message of Christ in all its richness fill your lives. And we get to these other this this next verse. Teach and counsel other each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. That's why you've gathered today. This is really quite an easy message to give. <laughs> there's, 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 there's nothing bad. There's nothing harmful. There, there's nothing uh, except, and, and I was praying earlier, God, this is such a, such a basic message. I'm, I'm just reading Your Scripture and, and, and giving us time to let it soak in. So God, fill every one of us here and everyone who's watching online with Your presence right now so that it sinks into us. And if you're feeling any conviction, or if you're feeling any desire, Jesus, I need that. Jesus, I want that. Jesus, I know this part of my life is is not full of You. That's not me saying it. That's the Holy Spirit saying it. And it's an invitation for you to open that part of your life and say, God, I want You in this part of my life. Teach. Counsel each other. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to the Father. To teach is simple. That means we impart knowledge to one another or skill. You know, you have knowledge to give to somebody else who's beside you. You have knowledge to give to your children about Jesus. You have knowledge to share with your coworker about Jesus. You've got it. And it is the role of the church to share that. Not just my role. It's our role. Share Jesus Christ. To counsel. This, this word counsel means to admonish. That's not a very comfortable word. <laughs> we like to... What's that phrase? Live and let live. We like that in America. We like our independence. And yet we like, our, our, we, we like to be depended upon. We like to know that we're part of a group. But don't tell me how to be in, in that group. Well, the, you know, the, the, those are contradictions that we have to find a, a, because we're created to do both. Yes, we're individuals, but we're created to be in community with one another. And we've got to figure out how to live in that community. And there are times when we're in this community together that we have to say to each other, hey, you know, we're in this community and this is the way we, this is the way we live here. I think I shared uh, before, when I went off to college, my, my grandmother said to me, Roger, remember who you are. You're a Frederick. Don't embarrass us. <laughs> I don't know why she, she, I added that. Make us proud with everything that you do. 
Jesus is saying the same thing. And we say to one another, we hold each other accountable. We have a responsibility to do that for one another. It rubs us all the wrong way at times. And when people, when, when people come back at me with, with some criticism, I don't take it very well. I get defensive extremely easily. But that doesn't mean that, that, that I shouldn't hear that criticism. It means I probably should hear that criticism. I do simply ask that you be gracious and <laughs> let me work through it and help me do those things. Because we have to do those things. We have to counsel one another. But be careful. Listen to what this verse says. Counsel each other, not just with your advice, not just with the, the wisdom from a book, any book, not just from the world's wisdom, but all the wisdom that Christ, the Word, gives us. He says, sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs. We do that all the time, when we, especially when we gather for worship. And I hope that you are using the psalms, perhaps on a daily basis, just to remind you and give you an opportunity to, to worship God. Let's, let's read a psalm from Psalm 145. Just a, this is a psalm of praise out of the Bible. Psalm 145. And, and, and this is a psalm of praise of David. King David. And he says, I exalt you, my God and my King. And I praise your name forever. I will praise You every day. Yes, I will praise You forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure His greatness. Let each generation tell its children of Your mighty acts. Let them proclaim Your power. I will meditate on Your majestic, glorious splendor and Your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim Your greatness. Everyone will share the story of how wonderful goodness of your wonderful goodness they will sing with joy about your righteousness the lord is merciful and compassionate slow to anger to get angry and filled with unfailing love the Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all His creation. All of your works will thank You, O Lord. And Your faithful followers will praise You. They speak of the glory of Your kingdom. They will give examples of Your power. They will tell about Your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of Your reign. For Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule through all generations. The Lord always keeps His promises. He is gracious in all He does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to You in hope. You give them their food as they need it. And open your hand, you satisfy the hungry and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything He does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on Him. Yes, to all who call on Him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love Him, but He destroys the wicked. I will praise the Lord and may everyone on earth bless His holy name forever and ever. We need to hear daily 
those words. We sing hymns. A hymn is a musical composition with with words of a religious nature praising God. And and even though this is not a traditional congregation, we still sing hymns. Some of you, some, some, some of you who miss those old hymns are saying, no, we don't sing any hymns. Here's a hymn that we sing. We've sung it here many times. And I have heard you singing it with joy and with energy. But I'm going to read the lyrics because too many times we just, we just sing what's, what's up on, on the screen without really thinking about it. But, but that's, why, that's why we have come to repeat phrases because it gives us time to, to think about what we are singing, to whom are we singing, and what are, how are we listening to this one. And yes, it's a, more, it's a little bit more creative and a little bit more expressive way of singing hymns than, than just pushing through verses 1 through 4, and then we all say, Amen, at the end. That was an old... But here's a modern hymn that we have sung many times in this church. Listen to these words and the power of them and the extent of them. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time, with no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light. And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. In the vapor of your breath, the planets form. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've made, every burning star, a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praises, so will I. God of your promise. You don't speak in vain, no syllable empty or void, for once you have spoken, all nature and science follow your voice, the sound of your voice, and as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. And if it all reveals your nature, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you say. Every painted sky, a canvas of your grace. If creation still obeys you, so will I. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. If the sum of all our praises still falls shy, then we'll sing again a hundred billion times. O God of salvation, You chased down my heart. Through all of my failure and pride, on a hill You created the light of the world, abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear where you lost your life so I could find it here. If you left the grave behind, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've done, every part designed in a work of art called love. If you gladly chose surrender, so will I. 
I can see your heart a billion different ways, every precious one, a child you died to save. And if you gave your life to love them, so will I. And like you would again a hundred billion times. But what measure could amount to your desire? You're the one who never leaves the one behind. Do you remember singing that song? A few of you do. But we sing those lyrics so fast, they go by so fast, do we really take time to think about what we're singing? That, 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 that modern hymn went from the creation of the world to the salvation of the children who have yet to be born. <laughs> God is to be praised. Okay, so if you're wondering for an old hymn, here's an old hymn that we've sung. Not so much here, but to some of us this will be, these words will be more familiar than the other ones, even though we have sung, we've sung that one more times than we've sung this one here. This one was written in 1739, 284 years ago. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died He for me who caused His pain, for me who Him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that Thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Tis mystery all the immortal dies. Who can explore His strange design? In vain the firstborn seraph tries to sound the depths of love divine. Tis mercy all, let earth adore, let angel minds inquire no more. Amazing love, how can it be that Thou, my God, shouldst die for me? He left His Father's throne above, so free, so infinite His grace. He emptied Himself of all but love and bled for Adam's helpless race. Tis mercy all, immense and free, for, oh my God, it found out me. Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed Thee. Amazing love, how can it be that Thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Now, no condemnation now I dread. Jesus and all in Him is mine. Alive in Him, my living head, and clothed in righteousness divine. Bold I approach the eternal throne and claim the crown through Christ my own. Amazing love. How can it be that Thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Praise God. We were created to praise our Lord. And, and, and you hear Bill every now and then singing uh, between verses or, or between phrases. Just to, you know, He usually pulls the mic down and, and he'll sing something that just comes out of his heart. That's a spiritual song. And there are times when, when I, I remember as a, as a teenager on the farm feeding the cows. <laughs> I was waiting for, for these big machines to throw down the, the food for the cows out of the silos and into this massive wagon. And, and I was bored. 
out of my head. Get me off this farm. (laughs) But I liked to sing. And out of my heart came songs. Those are spiritual songs. Paul is saying to us, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. You've got a voice in you. And God wants us to use it to sing His praises. And finally, always be thankful. How, how can we help but be thankful when we, when, when we see what God has done in our lives? Gratitude comes up when we have experienced the reality of God in our lives. When a captive is set free, give thanks to God. When a starving person is fed, give thanks to God. When a thirsty person, when a thirst is quenched, give thanks to God. When an illness is healed, give thanks to God. When a broken friendship is restored, give thanks to God. When a couple seeking divorce realize too much is at stake and they reconcile, keeping their promises and the family together, give thanks to God. When the debt is so great that it is forgiven and paid by somebody else, give thanks to God. When the anxiety in life is released, (laughs) give thanks to God. When the stress of work is gone, give thanks to God. What do you add to your list to give thanks to God? What is there but to give thanks to God? Always be thankful. Kind of a strange message this morning. We're just kind of looking at this verse and looking at these other things, but it's it's, it's simple. Give thanks to God. Rejoice in what God has given you. You were raised to live. So let me conclude with that question: Are you? Is there anything in your life that that that, that the Holy Spirit is saying to you right now that's preventing you from fully living the life that God has for you to live? Is there any area in your life that you know the Holy Spirit is saying to you, you know, Roger, you, you, you've been good to be here on every Sunday. You've been good to do this. You've been great at doing this. I know you love me. You've confessed your sins. But you're keeping me from changing this part of your life that I so desperately want to change. And if you would just trust me with that, I will change it. What are you willing to give to God and to say, Lord, I need you here? So I invite you to come and and lay that here at the platform and and let it go. And then maybe maybe you you, you rise from this platform and maybe you go back to one of the one of the prayer stations in the back corners and you just say you just say to say to the person there, hey, would you pray for me that I would let this go? I'm not going to tell you what this is, but just pray that I would let it go and that God would work in me. Maybe God is telling you, you know, remember we said to, 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 oh, I forgot what it says, counsel each other, to teach each other. Maybe God is saying, I need to be taught. Or maybe God is saying, I need to do better at teaching the, my brothers and sisters in Christ around me. I don't know what God is moving in your heart. But let's take time and just come to God. 
and let God. Would you stand with me as you are able? If you're online, please pray with us. And let's pray together as we come. Maybe you just need to confess and give yourself to Jesus this morning. And say, Jesus, I have never made a decision intentionally to follow you. I know. Grandma told me to go to church, and so I've gone to church all my life just because Grandma did. And I thought, I want to please Grandma. But God, this is not about Grandma anymore. This is about me and you. And I thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Maybe that's your decision that you've got to make today. Online, there are people who will gladly pray with you. Online, if you just say, hey, please, I need some prayer. Uh, You can text us. You can text me. You can email me. Online, there are all kinds of ways to find out how to get a message to me. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, (laughs) for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Jesus, that you created every human being conceived in love or even hatred or anger or violence. Oh, Jesus, you love every one you created. We need your help in this world, Jesus. That help begins in each of our lives. Oh, Father, speak to us now as we listen to you and give us the words to receive you, to speak back to you what we need to say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God, we ask you to meet us here in this place as we worship, as we pray, as we seek you. Can't go back to the beginning. Can't control what tomorrow will bring. But I know here in the middle is the place where you promised to be.
'Cause all I want. 
building right now, if it's in our car on a Tuesday afternoon, if it's in a, at our breakfast table on Monday morning, wherever we are, Lord, you can meet us there. Meet us where we need you. Meet us where we're crying out to you. Come, Holy Spirit. Dry bones awaken. scripture that Pastor Roger was talking about today in Colossians chapter 3, speaking to one another, speaking to yourselves is what the, I believe what the translation says, which means one another. It's not like much of our office staff who walks up on me periodically and I'm always talking to myself. They always catch me. So that's okay. We can have that dialogue going on with ourselves. But what it really means is we're speaking this to one another. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. The Psalms, as he said, just right out of the word. Hymns, songs that use poetry and poetic meter and musical meter and harmony and melody and things that we can do together to express our worship to God. And those spiritual songs that come directly from our heart to the heart of God. In those times when we purpose in our hearts to use that in our own lives, it becomes much easier for us to share our faith with other people. So God, we pray that as we go today, we pray that you would encourage us in those psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. As we encourage ourselves and as we encourage one another, as you encourage us all and strengthen us all in our times together and in our times apart. Lord, we are always thankful. We're always grateful for what you do, for how you meet us, how you provide for us, the things that you give us. Holy Spirit, send us out from this place to our mission field. Just as on the day of Pentecost when you said, promising the Holy Spirit that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Give us that boldness, not only on this Pentecost Sunday, but every day of our lives, to be your witnesses. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said together, amen. God bless you. If you still need prayer before you leave today, the altar area is still open. There's still folks at the prayer stations, still folks online that will pray with you. Maybe you don't know Jesus today. You can come and meet him before you leave this room. God bless you.